going on guys welcome to the podcast uh i suppose today we're just gonna oh yeah we don't have a name for this yet uh so we're just gonna kind of get into how both of us got into the fitness industry um you know we kind of it's it's funny because uh we both know a little bit about each other's story but i don't think we actually really know the the full depth of it so this will kind of be a bit of a learning thing here so you know where did it start for you for me it definitely started i have been an athlete my whole life my grandma was in the Stanford hall of fame for tennis and she got me started playing when i was five years old and it wasn't really till after college that i decided to compete in my first competition and just learning so much about my body throughout that process and just the value that it adds to my life i wanted to attain like certification to bring that value to other people. Competition meaning uh, tennis? No, NPC. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All righty, all right. So how how far did you actually end up going with college, or excuse me, with tennis? Tennis, I made it through varsity high school all four years and did intramural in college. Hmm. But yeah, I lived abroad for a few years, so I had to kind of give it up at that point. Got you. What ended up making that shift from like the tennis world to uh, fitness? Because I mean, I, I remember the first time that I saw you walk into the gym. Like I remember the first time that I saw you. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so like, what was that shift for you? Um, I worked with a friend of ours, Glenn Dawson, um, when I was playing intramural college and just had a few training sessions with him. And yeah, I think after that, I've just always kind of been athletic, worked out a lot, took good care of myself, wanted to kind of take it to the next level. And doing a show contest prep was that for me. And that's kind of what it spurred out of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, so from there you started training with him, you did a few sessions with him and stuff. And then what kind of led you to taking it on your own, you know, continuing to do that as opposed to the majority of people where it's just kind of like, okay, well, I have this coach, this has been fun. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people end up falling off at that point. What was it that actually kept you going? Mm, I think I just saw <clears throat> definitely the added value in a lot of different areas of my life, not just like physically, but you know, you take care of like one system of the body. A lot of the other ones kind of cascade and fall in line mm-hmm. behind that, you know. In times when I'd stop working out for like, say like one or two weeks, I could really notice a change in my body, you know, and just that it didn't feel quite as good. So. Just kind of one of those things where you started feeling like the actual value of it. And then it was like, as soon as you stopped, you're like, oh, this is starting to not feel as great. Like Definitely. not being there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I got you. So how'd you end up making that shift into becoming a coach? Um, I was working with a friend of mine who was doing a competition. Um, She's studying nutrition and we both worked out so much together and we both were actually bartenders at the time. This is Brittany? Yeah, yep, Brittany yep. Reed. Yep. <laughs> um, of, yeah. Of Avexia, at Avexia KC, I think, if anyone wants to go check out her stuff. Yeah, it's worth checking out. She is so intelligent. Yeah, her and her husband, they, they've got some cool content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and after that, she kind of started segueing out of the bar and I just followed suit too, you know, that is like decent money, but I knew I wanted to connect with people in a more authentic way. And that type of work just didn't have it for me. 
Mm-hmm. So I kind of followed suit with her. I'd worked out of the gym for so long, talked to the GM, and she's like, I'll pay for your certification if you come work for us for like a year at least. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of what got me in the door. Is that Michaela? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Angry, so. that's, that's wild. That's wild, <laughs> I man. I know. All the that's crazy. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. Yeah. So I, I, the very first time that I um, <clears throat> ever actually saw you was, I think, not long after I had met Brittany the first time. And you know, obviously the reason that both of you like stuck out to me and it's such a, like, you're both very tall, beautiful, beautiful people. So it's like, uh, I remember, uh, meeting her and then meeting you. And then at some point in time, this is around the, you know, not, not to mention the gym, but, um, the gym that I was training at, there was like so much turmoil going on with all the all the trainers and stuff like that, that it seemed like you kept getting passed between different trainer and different trainer and different trainer and different trainer. And then mm-hmm. finally, uh, at the time I was training there, you ended up getting put onto my schedule for not that long. Like, it was a few weeks. Yeah. I had a few extra sessions as I'm like, I'm going to go use them up with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was, fun. that was actually where we found out that we were both like big poetic crybabies too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah so what is i guess your your big focus uh you know that that really grabs you about fitness it's it's this broad thing and um i guess if you were going to give you know the cliff notes version of what you do now and um you know what really keeps you going in the fitness world what would that be Mm -hmm. it's a good question um i definitely have a pretty sickening passion for the human body and just studying it. And just since being in the fitness industry, I've just, with CEUs and just self-study and wanting to learn different aspects of well-being and the body in general and how to kind of create change, it's led me to get at my LMT. So I do a lot of structural integration type of hands-on therapy. Um, yeah, I just, the intention has always been to help bring that value to people because I feel like any of these modalities that you use, whether it's exercise or mindfulness or breath work, where you're growing your awareness, that in a sense is helping you to like grow and evolve in a way that, in like this image that you have for yourself, mm. you know, and kind of accompanying people on that road of that inner work and transformation. There isn't really a career I could even think of that gives that same value. You yeah. Know? So for me, it's like intention. It's such a cool way to be able to help people. It's really interesting too. I, I know there's an actual statistic for this, but they did a thing where it was like people uh, losing weight uh, while practicing some form of mindfulness and those who were not. And it's like drastically, drastically higher um, adherence and you know long-term uh, benefit but even like the speed of getting the results when someone actually has a mindfulness practice alongside of it because uh, you know what what a lot of people I think miss um, when it comes to their health and fitness is like looking at you know the root mm-hmm. of, of why they you know why they are the way they are where you know why they are where they're at so it's like you know somebody uh, gains 80 pounds or something like that oftentimes if you go back far enough into someone's past, you know, you end up discovering like there was something that took place not long before that, that, um, you know, ended up doing something to them that created this like shift. So, you know, having the, 
the breath work, the mindfulness and stuff like that that you do was something that I think you took to easier uh, than I did. Mm. It's like, for me, it was always one of those things where, you know, all these people that I, that I really admired, they were all like, oh yeah, like I meditate and I do this and I do that. And I'm like, I'm like, Okay. Yeah, I was like, you sit in a room and be quiet? And like, mm-hmm. that was punishment 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. it was uh, actually Brandon uh, was the very first person. Yeah. yeah, Brandon was the very first person who ever really got me to, uh, to meditate. And um, I don't even know how we got into it, but somehow he ended up, and he was one of those people that I saw as like, you know, uh, like has, has their shit together and, um, you know, is a, uh, you know, a, a talented and intelligent and, you know, confident person. And I was like, okay, well, I'm doing the whole gym thing. I'm eating food. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I was like, what if this is the key? And, yeah. like, <laughs> uh, and, and I will say, you know, it did have a, a significant impact on me. Um, there's been like some really, 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 um, meaningful meditations that I've done in the past. And I, I think I told you about the one and, end up talking about it eventually but i mean you know there was the the one uh time that i meditated um while i was at a pt certification actually uh and i don't know how long we were there but i mean i like came out of it sobbing Mm. and i was you know like it's one of those things that there's a reason it's a practice like you you do get better at it you do have to keep it up though Mm um when it comes also too a reason why that type of like tradition or like science has mm-hmm. been around for so long <laughs> yes you know, absolutely yoga stretching meditation breath work those are thousands of year old practice you know yeah so it's it's one of those it's one of those tough things and we, we were literally just talking about this a little bit ago where it's mindfulness meditation breath work um all those more esoteric practices they kind of toe that line of uh you know, is this real or is this placebo? And the the thing that makes it a lot more difficult, especially when you get even more into the weeds with the even more esoteric stuff of like, um, you know, chakras and muscle testing and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, there's not always things that like you can test, but it's like the more that we look into meditation and breath work and mindfulness, the more stuff keeps coming out showing that this is an, an important part of it. And mm-hmm. I think as time has gone on, we get even less and less and less of that. I mean, probably the only time that I can think of that the average person uh, has purely quiet time, you know, a, a moment to be like mindful, I suppose, would be the shower. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. There aren't many other times during somebody's day where they are in pure silence by themselves, focusing on them. Um, and I mean, even like driving a car, you know, people, it, you know, now it's music or now it's, um, you know, a podcast and I'm, I'm guilty of that. Like I always have a podcast in my ears, but mm-hmm. I remember getting to a point where I actually started playing music uh, while I was in the shower and I can't say what it was, but I remember there being a shift where I was like, I'm not going to do that anymore. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, just yeah. took you out of it. I'm yeah, like, yeah. And like some of you know, it's it's funny, but like some of your best ideas happen when you're in the shower. And you're just like, do do do. And like you just have like an epiphany, you know, because it's like the only time where it's like your body finally gets to you know talk to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, 
I think with that too, it's like something that's so overlooked by people, especially in like the fitness community. You know, you look at all these approaches at creating change in the body, and a lot of times that's done through like um, it's it's facilitated by these methods that are adding stress. You know, you want to add strength, you're like trying to tear down the fibers. Mm -hmm. You know, and that is good over time, but one thing a system of the body that's overlooked is the nervous system and its role you know because you're constantly if all these nerve innervations that are um interpreting data everything you're seeing sight color all the senses that your body's feeling those are all things that it's interpreting and that is a lot of like brain chatter that's going on you know and when that happens a lot of time people are breathing more rapidly and just with like modern society and posture, people breathe in their chest. They're not diaphragmatic breathers. Um, and what that happens having such a slow, shallow breath constantly is that it increases your heart rate. You know, mm-hmm. it's activating the sympathetic nervous system, which is causing stress to enter your body. Yep. You know, which also slows down digestion. Yeah. And all these that was systems. The biggest freaking aha for me ever, because. So when, it, when someone actually pointed that out to me, like how much um, your breath and, you know, even like vibration in your voice and stuff like that. And, you know, there's uh, to go back to what you were saying earlier of there's a reason that we've done these things for so many years. Um, a lot of meditation has that like, ohm, you know, that kind of mm, vibration. Chanting, or something. Yeah, yeah, like oming or chanting or something like that uh, linked to it. Uh, when I was a kid, I had horrible, horrible gut issues. Um, like I had I had colitis. Uh, I believe I was 12 or 13 um, but I mean it was months before somebody actually diagnosed it because they're like this doesn't happen in kids this young uh-huh. um, <clears throat> and I remember being a kid and dealing with these horrible gut issues and I would just sit in bed and I would just go hands on my tummy and I'm just just trying to like get my breath lower and lower and lower and then you know I'd sit there and I would just and like just breathe and vibrate and I never knew why I did it but it always helped and I think that's you know there's there's something to say for the knowledge of the body you know like it oftentimes and it's funny because you know it's like where do you and your body separate um and that's a whole different discussion but um you know there's there's things that your body can often tell you uh that you and your conscious brain might not be aware of. And it was something that I had done my entire life. And, um, you know, still to this day, sit in bed and if my stomach hurts, I will sit there and I will breathe and I will, you know, hum and vibrate my body and all these different things. And it actually took um, a PT certification where they like linked those two and they're like, oh yeah, this has a significant impact on digestion. And I was like, oh shit Mm -hmm. that's why i've been doing that thing forever it's like i never yeah exactly so like that Mm -hmm. that that you know wisdom of the body that that intuition is so crazy so so strange um but with your practice and what you personally do with clients because you know we we have a fairly i wouldn't say to a t but you and i probably do like 95 percent the same assessment and then there's obviously things that we do on our own Mm -hmm. um just based on what we've seen with clients um habits that we've gotten into looking into uh 
with what you do, you know, you've got to integrate the diet, the nutrition, uh, the breath work, and you have this extra thing of massage that, you know, there's a massage table right behind you. Mm -hmm. If you are going to take just an average person off the street and they just said, um, Hey, I want to get healthy. Where would you start them? Hmm. I definitely would start with assessment for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Getting like a broad enough amount of data just so that you know, A, what you're really kind of tracking and the progress that you're trying to make, but then you have all these different yielded results that support that you're moving in that direction. You know, so for like keeping a client motivated, that's highly important, you know. I love that you didn't just pick one, by the way. Yeah. I love that the answer is essentially like, oh, I'm not going to point somebody to any of these. It depends. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's always, it's the most annoying thing about, you know, being in the fitness world is everything is, it depends. Mm -hmm. Like, everything is, it depends. And the body is very individual, yeah. you know, and all the things that a lifetime of experience it kind of compounds, you know, yeah. so you have to kind of meet the people where they need to be met mm -hmm. and see what works yeah. and support that, encourage it. it and, and just continue to help them to be the best version of them. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, um, I guess we'll kind of let that wrap up for episode one. Um, this is All Dustin. Right. This is his whole, uh, this his is my debut. debut. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, hey guys, you know, we hope to see you in, in the next episode. We'll kind of go into my whole spiel and who I am, I suppose. So until next time, guys, we'll see you later. <laughs>